Three, two, one. Welcome to the Build Life Podcast. My name is Emily and I'm here with my co-host, Megan. We talk about all things Barn Dominium, sharing different stories, build journeys, and uh, just all of the things that you need to know before you start your own. Uh, today, we're gonna talk to Megan, who is Woody's Barn Dominium Build on Instagram. And in addition to being my co-host, she recently finished building her Barn Dominium and it's been quite the process. It's spanned over about three years and uh, we just wanna talk about her journey and let her tell you her story. So Megan, I'm really excited for this this morning. Me too. Uh, I already told you I'm nervous. Um, <laughs> we've been sharing on social media for three years about our build and there was just so much more to it on a personal level and so much behind the scenes that we didn't get to share because it was not a good idea for us to talk about things like that publicly at the time. But um, that's the real life side of this. And now that yeah. we're on the other side of it, I feel a lot better about actually telling the details of, of what it all was like for us. So I'm ready yeah. to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I think I mentioned in my uh, episode that when you're actually in the middle of it, it can be really hard to share exactly what's going on because as you'll talk about, there's so many more emotions that are going into this journey than you'd find maybe with a traditional home build. Yeah, for sure. And and building during COVID, I think that was another kicker for us overall. <laughs> yes. So that That did not help. Yeah, yeah, that that time frame really kicked a lot of people down and it really uh, threw some stuff off for you. So, so yeah, so let's get started. I mean, you, you tell us, tell everybody about yourself and uh, just how, why did you even start down this road in the first place? Okay, so I'm Megan. Uh, today, right now, I am 27. My husband's Woody and he is just over 30. And we're both really hands-on people. We love to build things and fix stuff and tinker. I grew up in central Texas with a family that went to estate sales and garage sales and never bought anything new. So um, it kind of came natural to me to do that in every part of my life, whether it's building my own website or flipping furniture or building furniture um, or you know, painting my own house, doing everything myself. So for us, the Barnuminium made sense because um, we had the opportunity to do a lot of the work ourselves, especially if we'd been in a more rural area where we could have done it in stages. Um, we aren't, and I'll explain that a little bit later. But we were attracted to it for the space and the shop. Um, I want to get back into woodworking and really dive into fixing up our house and making it a home. That's That's always been my dream. So... For Woody, it's it's cars. Everything's about cars and mechanics. He has a dream of being a, a professional MacGyver. He wants to have a CNC and set up a water jet table and just live his life fabricating parts. And that's what he wants to do. So we have a, a huge shop and it was always the dream. The house actually became a lot bigger as we got closer to building because we realized we were going to have kids and needed a, a lot more space. And <laughs> sure decided yeah. we weren't going to go with the giant shop, small house thing. It had to be pretty much 50, 50, but that's why we chose a barn minium for the, for the shop. We're really the garage Mahal shouse people on the yes. barn scene. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You guys definitely take it to the next level of things and funny. So 
you and I, we connected for the first time in late 2021, we think, you know, can't remember the exact date, um, but I had been following you before that for a while. And what was funny with your name, Woody's Barnuminium build, then when you like mentioned, dropped a couple things about woodworking, I was like, oh, that must be why they called it the Woody's Barnuminium. <laughs> I was like, she must be trying to be like, oh, woodworker Woody, and then come to find out that's not at all. It's actually your husband's nickname. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're the Woodworths. And um, when my husband and I met and he found out that I did woodworking, because we met online, we met on match.com. Ooh. And yeah, very, <laughs> very modern there. Yeah, but, sponsor us match.com. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we we connected immediately because he was he asked me, you know, what my hobbies were. And I said, Oh, well, you know, I, I do woodworking. It's been a side hustle for the last few years. You know, I have a bunch of other junk I'm doing. I'm going to nursing school. And he was like, Oh, tell me about that. And I said, Well, you know, I got into woodworking after I, you know, had been sewing for years and doing embroidery and like needlework. And I asked him on our first date, like, why were you why do you like me so much? And he said, well, I asked you about your sewing machine and you were telling me about the mechanical side of it. And I was like, she cares about machinery. <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 It just tickles all the parts of my heart that have never been tickled. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah. yeah. No, that's fantastic. Yeah. You're both kind of gearheads in your own right. Exactly. Oh. So it, I mean, it worked out really well. We, we have a lot of I think we fight probably more than the average couple and we're doing projects because we both have a way of, of doing it because we're sure. really handy. Um, my way is typically more favorable for little people because I'm four foot 11 and mm-hmm. he is more of a brute strength person because he's a big dude. Right. And uh, so our, our ways of doing stuff are very different. But when it came to building this house, I think it was a blessing and a curse. Uh, you know, it has its disadvantages that he had to leave for a lot of the project, but it worked to my advantage because we didn't have to fight over quite as much stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. That can be a big challenge when you're doing something as a family like this and you've got like, you're kind of all in charge of it. Yeah. So no, there's no one else to say, no, this is the way that we're going to do it because you're paying me to do it for you yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, the limits yeah. are not exactly right. There. Right. So yeah. So you started... So you started designing and you decided to start your build um, right around when, you know, the world was kind of going nuts and stuff. And, but you were ready in 2020 to move forward. So tell, yeah. tell us a little bit about that. Cause it was, it was, you were halfway into 2021 before you saw anything happening. Yes. So we bought our land. We have um, just under three acres, really close to the beach, uh, North of Wilmington, North Carolina. And we were living two hours away inland in Fayetteville because my husband was in school. He's in the Navy. And um, he was finishing school, had a big surgery in January, and then was out for six months. And our pick-me-up was, well, you know, we're going to go ahead and buy land where we're pretty sure we're going to have to move when you get your orders. And we're going to start designing this house that we've been talking about since, like, day one um, of dating, even, (laughs) because we were pretty serious right off the bat. And I think it really helped him after that surgery to, to have all of this going on. So that was January of 20. We bought it at the end of January, if not the beginning of February and March of 20 was when all the mandates and stuff came down. When all of the um, stop motion stuff with COVID started, I was working in a women's prison at the time and he was working on Fort Bragg going to school. So 
they instituted a no more than a 100 mile travel zone for um, all personnel. So Woody at that point couldn't come out here to help me clear. He couldn't come out here to help me with talking to people because we were like 150 miles away. Oh, geez. Yeah. So it was me, like early 20s, little nobody, no nothing me coming out here and talking to all the guys that were supposed to be clearing land and paying thousands of dollars in deposits and and stuff and it was really intimidating for me because I had never handled that much money I grew up not super poor but uh, we didn't have money and I certainly didn't have money and so starting to spend seven thousand dollars at a time was mind-blowing for me it was it was it took my breath away when I handed someone an envelope with that kind of money in it um sure yeah (laughs) so I and my my feelings towards money probably held us up a lot during the build too, because I was just scared to spend it. Um, as prices mm-hmm. started getting higher and higher throughout the year, we had already shopped for plans. We had, had created our own plans. And in the fall we had moved. So it was August of 20, we moved from, he got orders and we moved from Fayetteville to this area. And I was, I had found a contractor that would work with us to get all the major trades done and allow us to do the interior ourselves. So he would finish drywall and then we would paint and do floors and get cabinets installed and do all the plumbing fixtures and all of the tile and all of the, the pretty stuff. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that was going to save us money. And we were like, okay, well, that's great. You know, cause we, we didn't know what we were doing. We knew we could handle that kind of stuff. And um, he was the only bid we even got cause no one else would talk to us. Um, we got laughed out of contractors offices. Oh my goodness. That's yes. I mean, I guess that's, I I don't know what that's like because we let people do that, that work with us. But, um, but yeah, especially I guess in 2020, there was even more that more than that, that people weren't, there was no reason for them to, I guess, be generous with you. Right. So, I mean, it just, it didn't work out, but we ended up finding our person and we're like, okay, this is it. So we got Mm -hmm. our plans finalized and we're ready to roll. So that's August of 20. Now, from the time we got married until then, it had been about two years and Woody and I had been going through some fertility issues and we were moving away from the one place where we could get treatment in Fayetteville. Um, all referrals go there. Um, so for us, we were starting to feel a lot of pressure more so to, than ever to, to start a family. And um then Woody got to the team and found out that he was going to be deploying, if not May, then June of 2021. Mm-hmm. So his team do, would do six-month deployments. And as soon as he got to the team, they started to work up. Well, they're pretty much gone that entire time. And if they're right. home, they're gone 14 hours a day. And you, you don't see them for a whole year. Yeah. Six months and a year before the deployment, you don't see them, really, even if they're around. So I was kind of on my own again. Um, and because of COVID, we had been on the wait list for those fertility treatments at Bragg. And COVID started a month before we were going to hit the list and start treatment. Mm. And they closed the clinic down entirely to anyone who wasn't currently undergoing treatment. Well, um, you know, our, our miracle was that we got pregnant in August. And um, I actually waited a a week or two to tell Woody because 
I had to clear it up with some guys on the team or on another team that had been there for longer that we were friends with when they'd be leaving. And if there was a chance he could be there, because the way I told him was going to depend on whether or not he was likely to be there for when the baby was born. Right. Which that's a scary. (laughs) (laughs) It took the wind out of my sails for sure. Um, And then that's a terrifying thing for lots of military families. You just, it's, it's a common thing that you have to just be like, well, it just is what it is. Right. Well, and the other factor to it that was super stressful was we had gotten pregnant right after we got married and lost it. Um, And that was super traumatic for the both of us. And that experience ended up changing the trajectory of his career um, a little further down the road. So, and mine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, um, I finally told him in September and we had, we had our plans. We were ready to go. I knew that he was really likely to be home, even if he'd only have a couple weeks before he had to leave. So I felt comfortable telling him in a way that would be really exciting so that I could reassure him. Like I've talked to the guys, they say you're, you're, this is what your schedule looks like. Um, Mm -hmm. You should be here. And it was so exciting, but I was terrified that I was going to lose it again. So I buried myself right about that time, actually, right after I found out I was pregnant. I think the same week I decided to start my first website and really dive into sharing on social media because I knew that if I got super into my pregnancy and something bad happened, I would lose it. But if I could kind of separate myself a little bit and... Mm -hmm and have something else to focus on because my husband wasn't going to be there, then I could, I could survive it much better. (laughs) So that's, that's how my first website started and how I really started diving into social media was because I was trying to escape what was going on in my life. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, I think that's the truth for a lot of people. I know it is for us and, um, you know, it's where, you know, it's not, it's a difference between there's nothing, it's not really about the house, like at at a lot of levels, like, because it's just, your life has a lot of things going on. And this aspect of it can almost be like, this is the thing you retreat to, to get away from, to get away from it. So, um, yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's a lot and it's a lot, it's a, it, we're not even to where you've ordered your materials. (laughs) And it's like, you, you know, your journey has been one heck of a heck of a story just up to this point. So, so yeah, so you, um, and also, I guess, before we talk about you guys ordering your your materials, you know, and you made your own plans and stuff like that. A lot of people in this community, they go into this process saying that this is where they're going to live the rest of your lives. But you guys kind of like, that was now, that wasn't really on the table because you are a military family. And so you, this is a, this was a for right now kind of project. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. This was our six year plan. So I'm a nurse. Um, my husband's a medical provider and we planned on him doing another six years in the Navy from August of 20, when we got here to 2026, and that would be it. And then we would have all the, all the wind beneath our wings to go wherever it is that we want to be doing whatever it, it was going to be perfect. You know, I was, I had already applied and been accepted to a year out. I was supposed to start in August of 21 um, for my next nursing school. I wanted to finish my NP and let Woody be a retired stay-at-home dad. 
and we were going to have a bunch of babies and and have a bunch of free babies on TRICARE. And, and then, you know, it was <laughs> be great. We were going to conquer all. Um, and we never really planned on staying here forever. We thought six years in the Navy and then we'll start, we'll take time off and we'll buy an RV and traverse the country looking for our perfect place and go sell the house and and buy as much land as possible and do it all over again. Sure. So it was never a forever house for us, but it was definitely a place that we had put our hearts into when we designed it because it was going to be where we brought all of our babies home. Right. Yeah. And, so it was uh, going to hold a lot of really special memories for you guys. Right. And it was our first big project that we got to do together because Woody and I lived fast. Like everything was so fast. We met and got married within, and well, we met and moved in in like two weeks. And I had a key to his house after like the second date. And um, yeah, we got married. You could have been a serial killer. I could have been. You would never have. It, it wouldn't have worked out for him. He could have been a serial killer. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we we lived really fast. And I was in nursing school the whole time that we were engaged in dating. And then I graduated. So. Here we go. I graduated nursing school on December 14th. We had Christmas and my birthday, and then we got married on December 29th. We went on our like week long honeymoon in a cabin a couple like 45 minutes from home. And then a week later, we picked up and moved to North Carolina. And he started the military's most intensive mil- medical training school period, uh, which is insane. And, and I just hardly saw him. Yeah ships passing in the night most of the time so right yeah it's been wild (laughs) uh yeah really really wild and you're kind of you're just at the beginning of so many different things so you guys uh you know is it is it official that you have your co now yes so that's why yeah that's why i wanted to do this now as opposed to have recorded you know last year when we first started tossing the podcast around I, i i didn't want to tell the story until we were done and on the other yeah. side of it and I just I feel a lot of relief now in knowing mm-hmm. that we've completed this to the point where we can move in and right that's just a huge a huge weight off my shoulders I feel like I can I can talk about a lot of this now without like bursting into tears <laughs> <laughs> you still might though <laughs> I, I will at some point yeah. I'm, not, I'm gonna promise that I will so yeah yeah because there's it's a it's a long like we're just going to start talking about your actual project and and we've already covered so much stuff. So uh, you've had a wild, the last, not even 10 years of your life have been just jam packed with all kinds of like crazy wild things that have happened to you. So, um, so yeah, so let's, so you just got your CEO for, which is your certificate of occupancy. If you guys are listening and not sure what that means. Um, and in a lot of counties, that means you can, legally and officially move your belongings in you can sleep there they consider it done um, so but you know you start you are going to purchase your building in 2020 mm-hmm. um, which is, was a red iron um you know yeah. barnum barnum so tell us a little bit about now now we're here now we're ready to pull the trigger what happens yes. so um december of 20 i was ready to go probably a week or two weeks before Christmas, if I remember correctly. And the building was $88,000 at that point. 
and it was a 50 by 100 um 23 foot side walls we had them box the columns instead of taper we have tons of doors and windows so there was a lot of engineering that went into it and the all-in number was eighty-eight thousand. and we were told okay prices always go down in january and prices on everything had been going nuts for months we knew our lumber package was going to be atrocious as compared to what it should have been before covid right so yeah like okay well let's save money where we can are you sure it's going to go down in january the salesman said yes absolutely sure it always goes down in january and then january 2nd he called and said prices went up by like 20 percent and they've never done this in the 30 years i've been selling these buildings Mm. and i said well what are you gonna do for me because i can't start over i'm like i'm pregnant enough that it's it's looking like we're not going to have any chance of having a building by the time this baby comes. Um, definitely not a house, but not even a building if we don't get going soon. So they ended up, the salesman gave up his commission and the um, a couple of other people got involved and, and tried to make it right. But they got the number down from, I can't remember what, to delivered $116,000. Mm. from 88 yeah which that's a that's a kick in the pants oh I was in tears I was in tears for days and like so I'm the one that's handling all of the calling people all of the following up on emails all of the administrative stuff is me so on the rare occasion that Woody and I get to sit down and talk about stuff during this time the last thing I want to do is tell him bad news sure Because as much as I feel out of control as the person who's at the mercy of all of these contractors and um, county permitting people and inspectors and everything else, like, I cannot imagine being in his shoes where he's not even able to to follow the paper trail because he's not included in the emails because there's no point because he's not going to check them. He doesn't have time and he's just got to wait for me to deliver information and all of his trust is in me. So the last thing I want to do is give bad information or bad news. And I had to do that a lot, which was hard. Yeah. You had to do that a lot in a situation that you're supposed to be like happy, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we're spending money, but it's exciting and we're moving forward and it's amazing. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, and the, the fun, the actual, like, oh, this is, this is hard to say, but you know, at the time that we miscarried, I really, I had no idea why I, I I could not have imagined a reason why we would, but had I not felt such a need to escape being pregnant, I wouldn't have started sharing on the website or social media. Mm-hmm. And throughout this process, having not only the community that we created there, but the, the thrill and the excitement of, you know, we are gaining a following, we are building trust with people, we're helping other people. Being able to share with him some of the messages that we get from people saying, you know, we've learned so much from you guys sharing. We feel like we can do this. You know, all of this has changed our perspective on what we can do. Being able to share those with Woody, even when things weren't going right for us on our build, it made all the difference in the world for us because all of a sudden it wasn't just, you know, we're, things are going to crap and (laughs) we have no control. There was this whole other aspect of it that was so wonderful that was always nice and and I always 
I, I will be so grateful for the fact that we we had that to share throughout yes. this. Yeah. Yeah. I funny you talk about that. I just finished listening to you, Matthew McConaughey's book, Greenlight. And he talks about the different experiences in, that he's had in his life. And you can translate it to yours of like the, the things that happen to you that seem like a red light. They seem like something that's stopping you and stuff. But then if you look back on it, it's actually, a, it was the green light into now something that you're doing. Like yeah. you took that, like that was a, that was such a hard season for you, but it did create the, it, it was part of the path that gets you now today to where right. you're at. Absolutely. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I was super pregnant sitting in the parking lot at Staples, getting ready to send in this $23,000 check that, you know, it's, it's a cash check. Like we're, it, we're building with cash at that point. Mm-hmm. And I had never said goodbye to that amount of money. And I remember just sitting there going, this is either going to be the best decision we ever made or the worst investment of my life. And I knew that once I sent that $23,000 check, I was like, it might've, it might as well have been a check for $116,000. Cause there's no not taking the building at that point. Right. So <laughs> yeah, especially after, after what everybody did to try to make it better yeah. after what happened. Like, yeah, you, there's no going back now. Mm-mm. So yeah. So January 21, you send that in. I mean, that is always funny. I'm like, how do people write checks this big every day? Like, I don't have enough room to like write it out. No, um, no, but that's why but, you get the big checks. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, apparently I need to upgrade to like big girl status checks because my checks are just they're apparently pauper checks that I can't yeah, right right peasant checks <laughs> yeah exactly the, the common peasant that your checkbook fits in your wallet right uh, yeah oh so, my gosh um, yeah so that I mean that was January and at that point it was like we're we're going yeah this yeah. is it yeah so then fast forward you so you're you're pregnant you're due in May right or April May uh, yeah. and and uh so but Tell us about the, you had the craziest week of your life. Oh God. Having your baby. Yes. So there was like a two week window when we first ordered the building where they're like, okay, it'll arrive sometime in May, but this more likely the last half of May. So those last two weeks is when it's going to come. And I'm like, okay, well I'm due May 31st. And like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So we have a contractor on standby in case we can't be there. And I start taking bets on Instagram <laughs> on what's going to come I first, the that. building or the baby. Yeah. 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 <laughs> People were like, this isn't funny. I'm like, I know it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like walking, we live on this dirt road. I'm walking up and down the dirt road. I'm trying to like get him turned. Cause of course he's not turned correctly. And Woody happens to be home and my God. I went into labor. It was a 36 hour labor. I didn't, I was trying to do a natural birth and it just, it would not work out. We, we were in a big hospital. COVID was in full swing. There was so much pressure to get you in and out. It just, no one was helping me and I caved and I'm not ashamed of that, but I am disappointed in some of the stuff that happened. So I'm, I'm laying there. I haven't slept in a couple of days. Cause of course I go into labor at like midnight on three hours of sleep. And then I can't sleep until the kid's born. So, yeah. <laughs> so Woody and I are there and we get a text saying, Hey, you're building uh, like 
as soon as we get to the hospital the day before I have him, they say, your building just left Georgia and it'll be at your place ready for delivery. Someone has to be there to take delivery and unload. And I'm like, oh my God, that better not be me. So then I'm calling, trying to make sure I'm in labor in the hospital and I'm calling around trying to make sure that this is all taken care of because Woody can't do it because he hasn't been here for any of it. doesn't have anyone's info. And right. So it's, it's still on me. And then lo and behold, I have one truck show up at 930 AM and someone's there to, to unload it. It's a shit show, but someone's there to unload it. And I have waited 1145 and then the second truck comes after lunch. So no one really won. Yeah. Unless you guessed at the exact same time. You yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. Most people are, you know, in labor and being and wondering, oh, did I remember to text so-and-so that I'm having the baby? You're like, hey, I'm literally getting our house delivered yeah. while this is happening. So, so you have your baby who is chunky and the most adorable thing you've ever seen <laughs> in your life. Um, and, you, you know, you're finally not pregnant anymore. Hallelujah. And your oh, building yes. is there. Your building is there. So it's like, it's go time. And then Woody leaves when? Like, couple weeks later yeah so we had our foundation poured four days before wade was born and i was sitting on a, a container with an umbrella strapped to my chair watching them do that because i was so invested in this <laughs> then wade's born delivering buildings delivered and he, we stayed for 24 hours came home at about noon the day after he was born and immediately put him in the stroller the next morning we couldn't go down to the house same day because it was too hot it, we're in north carolina it was like 100 degrees and 80 percent humidity and this poor baby would have just died and i wanted to but we, he couldn't do it so we go walk down there the day after i get home from the hospital first thing in the morning and we're just looking at the columns standing and it was like wow like wow it's it's here we're doing this and i remember walking inside the foundation on the foundation with Woody that morning and him just telling me that like it's gonna be okay I know I'm leaving but it's gonna be okay you've gotten this far you've gotten us this far and it's only six months and you can do it okay you know I I almost believe him <laughs> I want to believe him and then we had a little over six weeks together and he it was every day we we woke up for a week wondering if he was going to be that day or the next day because um, it wasn't set in stone so about six seven weeks together and then we had to drop him off and drop off day was the worst so we had gone to myrtle beach when wade was a month old and oh gosh i totally forgot about that so my godfather was in a really awful accident on father's day and i had wanted to go home but i was either i can't remember what the days line up as but i was too pregnant to go be with him because i'm the nurse that everyone defers to in the family when someone's hospitalized right i couldn't go and that broke my heart well wade was born and then my dad's mother who had been in assisted living with dementia um she just started showing all the signs that she was going to go and i asked woody i said you have you're on leave right now so can we go home so before wade was a month old we hopped on a plane and flew home for like three days so that he could meet my godfather and my grandmother 
and um like a week after yeah a week after we came home my grandmother died Mm -hmm. and and she'd been going downhill for a year and a half at that point she'd been locked away from the COVID policies so that was a huge deal and I just feel like these these blessings come out of nowhere throughout our throughout our story you know I never anticipated that we would be in a position where I wasn't home when stuff like that happened but being here and and dealing with all of this getting set up I wasn't in a position to travel and then I also wasn't in a position to travel because I was super pregnant mm-hmm. and just all of a sudden he has just enough time before deployment that we can get there and oh, that just meant the world to me so we did that we came home we went to Myrtle Beach we bought my dream car a 1969 Jeep or sorry yeah Jeep Wagoneer trying to remember which one's a which one's which we have a 69 and a 70 um but we went and bought this car and everything looked perfect on it it's pretty original minus some paint stuff and um well he didn't have time obviously to do a lot of work on it but he'd been driving it back and forth to work doing check-ins and dropping off gear and so the day that we go to drop him off we get right into the back gate of base which is so close to the area we were supposed to do the bus drop off so wade's like you know seven weeks old we're in the this point June heat July heat yeah it's July now and one of the tires blows and then he changes the tire and he's pissed so we drive all the way up um, maybe an extra quarter mile past where we needed to be to the gas station so you can get something to drink and it just dies there mm. so I've got this baby the AC the car won't crank so there's no AC it's hot and we're eating up all of our time to just sit together before he we have to say goodbye on doing all of these things that are so frustrating and, and silly. And he's got tons of gear in the back of the car. So we end up having to call a friend of his that was going on, on the trip too. And they came by and picked us up and it was, we'd left the car there and I had to get a ride home from someone after I dropped him off at the bus for this deployment, which broke my heart. I know that it broke his heart because we had planned on having like an hour and a half to just sit there together. Mm-hmm. And for, for reasons I'm not, I can't get into because it's not really my business to say, you know, it was a miracle that we had this baby. Absolute miracle. And um, the fact that what he had to leave just broke my heart for him. Mm-hmm. And leaving without getting a, all of those last little moments in was really hard. Felt pretty cheated at that point. But, you know, we could have taken another car, so... <laughs> we have a fleet so <laughs> yeah yeah but so i mean it's just it's a it's i mean there's again there's more to these projects than just building a house this right. is this is a roller coaster and and if you're not familiar with military life it's like it's you know being in service to our country is full of disappointments for your family yeah that's it's a great way of to tough it. Yeah. <laughs> it's full of disappointments for your family. Well, because it's because it you're, because your number one it, it your number one is our country. Your number one isn't your family. Right. Because that doesn't that doesn't work. So yeah. it's not uh oh yeah, if people aren't familiar with that life, I mean that's tough to know that you have to take a back seat to to our to the United States. Right. And to it's, our freedom. Oh yeah. It's a big one. It was a big mm-hmm. one. And um, yeah. so we, we did eventually get home. 
and uh, ended up having to have the car hauled on a flatbed at like 10 30 at night and i'm just so grateful that wade slept through all of it and including when i had to go back to meet the tow truck driver and it's like an hour each way Mm. to where he works so yeah rough stuff so he finally gets to iraq or you know they're they're doing their thing and i'm sitting here dealing with the metal building erecting crew that we had which was garbage hot garbage I would walk down to, we live a quarter mile down the street in what we call the cat piss trailer. And I would put Wade in the stroller in the morning and walk down there. And it's like nine o'clock in the morning. And these guys are huddled under trees because they're like, it's too hot to work. Like, I just walked down here with a baby. Sure. You weenies. Like, sure. For real. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that set the tone for like the whole next four months. So yeah. Yeah. So you just spent the next four months just real ticked off the whole time. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. pretty much how it went. Yeah. So, you know, of course we're, we're moving. Uh, I don't have childcare. My in-laws are here for a month at a time. They have a, a house near us and we're, we're breastfeeding. So I couldn't leave my son for all that long. So I never got long stretches to dedicate to, to, planning and working on the house and organizing and um, being attentive at meetings with, you know, electricians and plumbers and whatever. So I, I was not in peak form, but we, we made it work. Um, We would walk down there almost every day and take pictures and try to document everything for Woody. So we have all of these um, SD cards where we did time lapses on the GoPro of the framing of the erecting crew working on the days that they worked um, <laughs> I have some of drywall. I have some of them doing trim and window install, and we just tried to get everything for him. And I, part of why we were, I was so dedicated on social media because by this time, you know, as soon as Wade was, I used to do a, a weekly email and recap everything that happened, um, leading up to our build. And the day Wade was born, started a six-month gap in those emails <laughs> I, <laughs> rightfully like, so like yeah. I have to pick something here something has mm-hmm. to go and it was great yeah. I just abandoned ship there because I was sharing online and um th- there was no I was running the Barno tour group I was trying to be mom and keep working on the temporary house that we were in and it was too much so yeah Yeah, I was always impressed, like getting glimpses into things because I was like, dang, she's like still managing to do a lot. Like, (laughs) because I've had, I've had given birth to to three kids and then I was like, I never, I was like, I don't know how she's doing any of this because I never seemed to recover all that well after that experience. You know, I don't think that if I had been in any more complicated of a situation, I would have done half the things I did. Like I, I was at my limit that entire time, mm-hmm. but yeah. I was escaping. I was escaping my sure. problems by yeah. present online and helping other people. Cause I, right. I could not help myself. So <laughs> Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, my compassion and mercy towards people could use a little work. Cause it's like, you're just like, well, you just got to keep going. Yeah. Keep <laughs> pressing on, you know? Uh-huh. I mean, it's like, not going to build itself, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it's it shows all over my face. <laughs> my face <laughs> a lot, but um, yeah, so so you're going, you're 
you're clicking along. This is kind of when I come into the come on the scene and really really am watching closely of what's happening. So you guys get this building up. Uh, you've got your contractor that you're working with. It's kind of supposed to be handling everything. Like all the all the big important stuff, like getting you to that point. So uh, so did that overall that experience was what would you say good, bad, otherwise? So our experience was good. I'd say that most of our problems arose because when you're doing something, uh, not half-assed, but when you're doing something that we call like a 70-30 split where the contractor handles all the big stuff and you handle the little stuff, well, they need to have a detailed list of all of your finishes. They need to know everything that's going into that house so they can prepare it for you to take over. And if you're working hand in hand with someone, you need to be really available so that you're not stunting their progress and dragging the project on longer. And I will be honest, I was an offender. I was a bad, bad client because I could not commit to having those things there on time. I did my best, but there were times where I certainly lapsed. Um, but a person who didn't have quite as much on their plate or had better childcare arrangements could probably dedicate to doing this much better than I did and have no problems. I'd say it's a really good for someone who can be dedicated, but my priorities were all over the board and Mm -hmm. there were times when they needed something tomorrow. And I was at home Depot on at five o'clock with a baby in the front seat of our little tiny cab truck. (laughs) We've seen Woody's truck online. Um, yeah, I would get a baby in that. Um, it has no airbags, so we're, we're good there, but I, I picked up a bathtub and like, mm-hmm. like four toilets and that thing. And a bunch of guys who um, had on extermination business shirts helped me load everything and like would not let me get out of the truck to do it. Cause they Aww. were like, this is pitiful. Like I got out of the truck and they saw me doing it and they're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, thank yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, and that's, I mean, that's the reality, though. I mean, when you are working with somebody, you don't, like, most people walk into, well, you, most people live in a house right now, you know, so if you just start walking around, there's so, what you can see is, like, 10% of what actually goes into right. building your house. So, yeah, I mean, all of those choices have to be make, made well in advance, and if you didn't make all of those choices, then you're kind of... Like you're in this state of limbo. If like us, you planned your whole build and had these beautiful spreadsheets with all of your finishes and vanity sizes and links to things. And then COVID wipes out the supply chain. So nothing that you think is available anymore. And you should have ordered it months ago. Like, oh, well, at the time I picked it, it was an in-stock item that ships tomorrow or it was in-stock in-store. Like, oh, well, the store doesn't have anything either. So... Right. Which yeah. that really threw us for a loop because I was a very organized person prior to all of my finishes and stuff being wiped out of the supply chain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but that really got us and I never quite recovered because, you know, baby and everything else. And- yeah. Yeah. I don't think I don't think some people realize that while, um, you know, while kind of the world shut down in 2020, there was still quite a bit of like stuff happening like things were moving forward and progressing and i even know like we ordered our cabinetry in january 2021 for our build and we got it within like less than eight weeks i think she told me six weeks and it came in less than eight weeks well by the time we act we got our cabinets lead times had just 
they had skyrocketed to 12, 16, 20 weeks. So I don't think a lot of people realize it was really in that like spring of 21 that poo hit the fan yep. for everything. And every suddenly everybody ran out of everything that they had sitting in the warehouse. Yep. And there and there was no more. Yep. That was so so that definitely happened yes. to us. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So here you are, you're scrambling, you're trying to pick what you want to pick. Things aren't, you can't find anything, mm-hmm. um, but you may, you made it through that experience. So you had a decent experience with a decent contractor that got you to this, to what point to drywall? Yes. So, okay. so here's the, here's the really, the hard part to talk about for me. So Woody worked for 10 years to get the job that he has. And when we first got married, we had that loss. And at the time we made a promise to each other because I'm a nurse, he's a medical provider. We said, we don't know why this happened and I'm not going to make choices that put us at risk of this happening again. Um, and we had just this feeling about what was going on with all the mandates and everything else. And at the time he deployed the mandate for the military to be vaccinated was not in effect they wanted you to be but you didn't have to be and he was the only person on his team that deployed without it um truly not because everyone wanted it but because they were told you're not going to deploy if you don't get it he said oh no um you mean i have to stay here if if and i get to be with my family and be here for my home build if i don't get it like he said I'm already resolute in not doing this for my reasons between me and my wife. And um, they did ultimately send him. And in November of 2021, um, it all came to a head. So I had been, he was there. The mandate became a mandate. And suddenly everyone in the military had to have it. Well, he's in the middle of nowhere. And he's not getting it. And he has no ability to talk to counsel we can hardly talk on the phone um so by text and email we're working with an attorney to draft paperwork for his accommodation requests and meanwhile we're hearing from all ends that this is going to be the end of his career and that he's going to get a dishonorable discharge and i mean my husband is a an eagle scout literally an eagle scout an actual boy scout And he's dedicated 10 years of his life to becoming a medical provider um, with, with very specialized training to work in medical, in special operations in the field. Sorry. I'm like so emotional over it. Um, It broke my heart again. And I was under such stress doing all of this with the house and then add in working with an attorney who's out of state because no one would take our case. I called and called and called and no one would take our case. We finally found someone that would help him draft his um, his letter, and it ended up mostly being me doing it. And um, it, it it was awful. I'll just say it was awful. So he's feeling all this pressure. He they're creating all of these hurdles for him to not be able to submit this stuff in a timely fashion, and um, ultimately the. SOCOM puts down a 
a message saying anyone who is currently deployed that is unvaccinated cannot be overseas. You have to return home. Well, my greatest fear, because I have friends who this happened to their spouses throughout the the COVID situation Mm -hmm. before the mandate, they got stuck overseas in one place or another in a holding facility. And I was terrified that that would happen to Woody. So whenever they said, we're going to send you home, I was like, it it helped, but it didn't help because they weren't giving specifics until right at the end. Until he was home, I didn't trust that he was going to get home anytime soon. So in November, right after Thanksgiving, like the day after Thanksgiving, they started the process of shipping him home. So that was like a month and a half early. And I ended up, you know, usually from a deployment, there's like a, a nice coming home of some kind, even if they just come in on a bus from the, from the airport, you know, you're, you're there and you get to celebrate them. And my poor husband, I just feel like he got so gypped. I picked him up at midnight from the Wilmington airport and I couldn't even get out of the car to hug him. And, you know, it just was so disappointing for him. And he would never say that, but for me, it was disappointing for him. And I know it didn't work out how he wanted, but we made our choice and, and we're living with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I was so grateful for the little community that we had created because I was leaning on a few of these people, you included. Um, cause it, it just, it just was heartbreaking. He left when Wade was so little. And so him coming home was just the first step because then We've got to figure out how to reintegrate him into all that I'm doing with the build. Cause now he's here sitting on his hands between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Right. He's just here and we're looking at each other, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And you're at this point, you're, work. You, right. Yeah. And you're worn thin. So it would be nice to have a little, a little help at this point. Right. So. Well, and then it gets real complicated because I'm dealing with all of these things that he has no frame of reference for. And then there's our son who's like seven months old, six, seven months old, uh, seven months old and sweet as can be and doesn't know who this guy is that's living in our house now. And they don't have that, that connection like they did before he left. And when he left, you know, Wade was a little potato and you could make him happy with just about anything holding him all the basics and now he has wants and needs and preferences and and that was really hard Mm -hmm. so we get through christmas and right about that time we're getting drywall so he came home when we were just starting drywall which was pretty neat because i have a video of, of us pulling up to the house and he is driving and i'm in the passenger seat and he doesn't get excited about much he he you would be hard pressed to find him smiling out in nature anywhere. Um, He got to drive a NASCAR once and I don't think he actually smiled. Um, (laughs) But was probably happier than he was on your wedding. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, So we pull up to the house and he turns the corner in our driveway and he sees it. And like the, the tone of his voice, the look on his face, it was all worth it. And then before he gets out of the car, he like puts his hands on the steering wheel and he pats it. And I just, you hear him just like still himself Mm -hmm. before he gets out of the car. And then he, you know, get out of the car and he stands there for a minute and looks at it. 
and I let him walk all the way from the beginning of the driveway up to the house mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, he just kind of took it in. It was the coolest thing for me. Cause it's like, Oh my God, it was all worth it. Like your home, yeah. your home. We had this place is here. It's standing like our kids healthy. Like everything is right. And, and I couldn't have asked for more. So. Yep. So that was, that was December of 21. And then we had finished, we had unfinished house, unfinished Christmas. We had half of a Christmas tree or a third of a Christmas tree in our unfinished house and had Christmas with both sets of our parents in there that year, which was cool. And then the fun kind of kicked off again because with Woody being home and no longer being, you know, an integral member of the team because he's unvaccinated and not willing to get vaccinated. He started the out processing set up for the Navy. So the team still wasn't home. They didn't get home till like February. And so he started doing TRS and getting all of his paperwork done. And um, we're still trying to integrate as a family, just get our junk together, which was hard. And then we realized that Woody was getting out of the Navy. Because they kept telling us at the start of every week for six months, it started every Monday with him getting a talking to saying, we anticipate at any time a 10-day letter will drop. And within 10 days, you'll be discharged from the Navy. And we're in the middle of building a house. So that's no job, no health insurance. We have a baby. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're living under that cloud for six months. And before they send him home, right. they anticipate being out by january 1st so january 1st came and went and that's when it started every 10 days or every monday 10 day letter 10 day letter yeah yeah so putting unneeded stress because we <laughs> here we are here we are over a year later and he's still yeah in the navy mm-hmm. so and a lot changed he could stay in the navy if he wants like right <laughs> you no know, like so everything changed so all of that was unnecessary exactly like but to- it was but it took over your mind and your lives it cost me a lot of money. Like I spent yes. a lot of money on that attorney. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that was a lot. Um, of money. Yeah. 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 And yeah, it turns out you can't, can't send uncle Sam an expense report and get reimbursed for that. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. They also tried to charge him. There was an issue with him coming home and he ended up having to pay out of pocket for mm-hmm. his flights home from Iraq. Yeah. That yeah. took a while to figure out. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so we're, so we're here and I mean, the world has just got, the world got, I don't know if we've just settled into a new normal or if things really have gotten less crazy than they were, but I mean, things, everything was kind of topsy-turvy in addition to your personal life being crazy. (laughs) Yeah. The world just never calmed down. There was something that, something's always happened since 2020, something significant. And so you guys are in the beginning of 22, so a year ago, and you're trying to figure out, like, how do we get this thing finished and what what's going to happen? Right. So we've poured our savings into this house. We're a cash bill. We've put everything into it. So for us, it was really hard to justify continuing construction when we didn't know if he was going to have a job. So right. on top of not wanting we built this house with that six-year plan and Mm -hmm. knowing the six-year plan was shot we said well dang if we if we don't have to be here for six years 
what are we going to do with this house? Because we don't love this area. It's a nice area. Lots of people love it, but we're we're free range mountain people. We love right. We love a different place, right? A different culture, and it's our family's not here. So we spent about six months in between material delays and having this struggle between the two of us trying to figure out are we going to move into this house? Like, how do we finish it? Do we finish it for us or do we finish it to sell it? Because for six months, we really debated whether or not we were going to ever live in this house. Because I said, if we're going to sell it, I'm never moving into it because my heart cannot take moving into that house and becoming it really being my home and then having to leave. Yes. I'd rather stay in the trailer and 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 just sell the house down the street and then start looking for start looking for our place. And so that was one of of several delays in 2021 or sorry 2022, the start of 2022 that that really caused us to take much longer on this build. Addition to us not knowing if we were going to live in it, we also had problems with our electric company hmm. and our front door. And um, our electricians. So our electric company, because we have 600 amp service to the garage or to the house, 400 to the garage, um, 200 to the house. They did aerial images and said, we want a trench here. This is where your power line is. And we think that you're 30 feet over your property line. So you have to get a survey and justify that you are not. 30 feet over so that we can do this. And if you are over at all, or even close to the property line, we need a easement from your neighbor and our neighbor hates us. So um, she was not going to grant an easement. I couldn't have paid her enough money to do that. Um, so yeah, it took us six months to get that resolved because it took us four months to even get a um, surveyor out here. And whenever the surveyor came out, I was watching him shoot it. And he said, nope, that's your line. And <laughs> I've never been more ecstatic over such a simple phrase in my life. But like, wow. Because, I, I, you know, you start wondering, like, well, are we? Like, how, did we really mess this up that badly? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a small lot. Like, <laughs> we could have placed it a lot of other places and not had this issue. But. Yeah, their aerial images were terribly off. And I think, and the surveyor said this too, it's because we left all the trees up. So the aerial image was measuring from like 30 to 40 feet higher than the actual ground. So it was catching a lot of the treetops instead Mm -hmm. of catching the ground when it was placing stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that was always interesting, as picky as your county has been. Yeah. that like they that this would be something that came up when your whole house is built. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So so that held us up for 6 months. We had ordered a door right when we started construction and it was a beautiful custom door. And the company was garbage and they had horrible customer service after we ordered. But we'd already paid for it. So whenever they emailed me and said your door was in a shipping container that's stuck in the port of um, Long Beach in California, we will get to it in initially it was January of 2022. And I was like, what? That's horrible. And then January became May and then May became like August. 
and they they refused to answer questions. They were really rude when you called. They just kept changing the dates on their. They had like a, a whole page on their website dedicated to updating when they assumed your container would be opened. And there were like fourteen containers filled with doors that people just weren't going to get. Mm-hmm. So our front door didn't even get here until like the fall of of twenty twenty two. We didn't get, we'd been running off temporary power that was um, laid above ground to a pole until fall of 2022. Almost, yeah, almost winter, like close to Thanksgiving. We didn't get um, electricity into the building until like November of 2022. Woody had been fabricating railings for our house for about a year. He did most of the work and then it was like a bunch of fine stuff and then the landing and was a nightmare trying to get that done but he did it all himself he did a beautiful job um painting was a huge nightmare our we hired a painter who was a local guy that we'd known for a couple of years since we moved in he lives near us we're not neighbors but he lives near us and um he we told him don't spray our concrete you need to put paper down and he said no problem I said do I need to come in and put it down I'm happy to cover these floors this is the finished floor he said no it's a standard practice I will come in and I will do that and then he didn't cover anything and sprayed paint directly on my floors so we're still cleaning up from that we're finishing our concrete this week and I've got to go through with a little mouse sander right up against the edge of the walls and clean it all off hope for the best like we've We've had some big snags. Um, yes. Big snags. And I people have, have left me nasty comments and stuff saying, you know, well, if you knew what you were doing, I'm like, yeah, well, if I did know what I was doing, this would be much easier, but I don't. Or you should have hired a builder. And I'm like, let me just do that. Let me just find a turnkey barn dominium builder that wants to handle this project right now. Let me just right. pay for that. Like you, like people make these comments not knowing a your financial situation, b what's available in your area, c what you're going for anyway. Right. And, and they, it, it's just so obnoxious. So well, and what people don't also also don't realize because like we we allow people to take over the project, and you know taking it over once drywall is in is a popular option because everybody in their mind thinks, oh, this is no big deal. I've only got a handful <laughs> handful of things left, like. Like I'm not, you know, I ordered cabinets, so I'm not like building cabinets, you know, like so different things. They just think, oh, it'll just kind of be a breeze. It'll go really smoothly and everything like that. And I've had to tell a couple of people, I'm like, this happens. Like this is your everyday life if you build homes is that you're constantly dealing with issues. I said, but you're the homeowner, so you don't usually, that's not usually your problem. Mm-hmm. Like, and so... So it in, but it doesn't mean it doesn't happen, you know? So if a general contractor tries to be like, well, if you had hired me, it's like, well, no, it still would have happened because yeah. you weren't get, you, he wasn't, he or she wouldn't have been there the second that the guy started painting the house. He would have been like, Hey, here's the address. Go paint this house. Yeah. Exactly. You know? And so, and then, and then would have come over because the homeowner stopped by and said, there's paint all over the floors. <laughs> so, yeah. So people, people that try to get you to say, oh, well, it's your fault that, you know, it's like now, no, this kind of stuff happens all day, every day. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. That, that's one which, of my peeves. Which is awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it sucks. It's, there's no other way to put it. It just, it really sucks. 
But, um, and a lot of people too, like you don't realize that anybody worth their salt, especially now that we've been through the last few years um, in the industries and stuff like that, anyone worth their salt is going to be out of most people's price range. Mm-hmm. Most people, I mean, with the exception of maybe our company. <laughs> 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 somehow, somehow. Yeah. But, um, I kid, but, but really like anybody who is really good is not available to you. And it is also, and because they are working for somebody that ha- gives work every single week. Exactly. Um, and if they do take your job, they're going to charge enough for it to be worth taking your job. Exactly. Um, and so people who think like that, they're just going to get everybody to give them a great deal. Don't expect, don't expect that is what I want to tell people. Don't expect for things to come. You can't, your, your build's not going to come in 75 K under what you think it will, because everybody thinks you're nice. Yeah. No, not today. Not anymore. Mm -mm, That's not going to work out. Mm -mm. Yeah. I, I like to think that part of, part of the thing that the biggest lesson we learned from this whole experience is um, something that we started doing probably August timeframe too, which was Wade was just beginning. He was a little over a year old. He was getting old enough to where we could, he would enjoy watching other kids and being around people. And for most of the fall, every Sunday I said, we're not working on the house at all. We are not working on the house until we have gone to the park and had a a late breakfast together. And we have played and we have, you know, gotten him down for his nap. We are not doing it. And I probably should have put my foot down about that way earlier, but it was so easy to get wrapped up in trying to be good parents. And like I was, he wanted me. So it was easy to defer to me and not like push him towards Woody. And then we we just had to decide like, no, we're going to, we're going to take time for our family. I started seeing more folks who were building and sharing in my group online, like, they go on vacation in the middle of their build and they're like, no, no, we have, we hit a milestone and we take a, a long weekend and we go to the cabin at grandma's house and, and that's our vacation because we're stressing our family to the max doing this. And I wish right. we had done that sooner, but oh my gosh, it was so valuable for us. Yeah. Yeah. So we still much. don't do that. So <laughs> say a prayer for us. Oh, I will. I will. <laughs> we're still not oh yeah it's we aren't as good about doing it now but I think that now we've started a a routine where every night we we sit down together and we don't necessarily eat at the table because it's not we don't have enough space to eat at the table in our teeny tiny trailer without like making a big deal um but we sit down together on the couch and we watch tv and play and we have Mm -hmm. dinner together you know in proximity and and we're we're really trying to make some routines as a family so that when we do move into this house, it's not like, okay, well, who do we become now? <laughs> mm-hmm. right. We must become different people now that we live in a real home. So yeah. I think that would that would probably be my one of my biggest pieces of advice to people who find themselves in the same situation as us where you are going through this major life change during the process, like if you can spare any time, make it, make your quality time high quality and force it into your weekly routine. If not your daily routine, your weekly routine, because mm-hmm. that 
invaluable. The the pictures I have of Wade learning how to walk around on on stuff at the park holding Woody's hand, like, oh, my heart. Yeah. The, the differences I see, I would see on a weekly basis in how he played. I know that he and Woody got way closer and built way more of a bond when all of a sudden, you know, Wade wanted to jump off of stuff into Woody's arms and wanted mm-hmm. to slide down the slide to him. And yes, very different from when he first came home and they were looking at each other like, well, why do you live here now? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Who are yeah. you? <laughs> There's a, there's a lot left though. So you guys have, you, you, you can you can officially actually move into your house. Now you've got work left that you want to do on it and stuff like that, but there's a lot left in learning now, um, how to settle in and be, and be a family without having all of this looming over your head 24 hours a day. Yes. Um, and, and I think that we're in a position now to where, our marriage and our family started in such a crazy place and we took on all of these huge challenges right out the gate. Like we had no honeymoon period. We met and I started nursing school. I graduated nursing school. We got married and he jumped into an incredibly rigorous program. Then, you know, we went into a deployment workup and a deployment cycle. We're building a house. We had a baby. We did infertility. Like we've done, we've hit these crazy crazy things and now we're moving into being business owners and him getting out of the navy and us being on the other side of it and i every season's going to be super crazy but i am so grateful that moving into this next season we're going to be in a comfortable home that we can appreciate that we can be proud of um a home that i'm so grateful for for tons of reasons um not the least of which being the opportunities that building it has afforded us. I mean, we have the space to do mm-hmm. whatever work we want. We have the yeah. the community and the connections to really and the platform now. We've we've built an incredible platform. I never expected more than a handful of people to really be interested in what we were doing. And now we've got over 70,000 followers on Instagram and mm-hmm. we're starting yeah. YouTube and doing this podcast and our website is bumping. I the website I'm so <laughs> proud of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's and that's a lot of fun. You've you've managed to really share a lot of people's uh, stories and also a lot of valuable information that spans beyond your own build, like with your website, and yeah. which is it's pretty I'm cool. So I, I'm so proud. Yeah. of it. I, I get. I yeah, love you. Should be. I love all of it. I love getting to see all the different ways that you can do this and how you can make the process work for you and and achieve what it is that you want, whether it's a stick frame home that's wrapped in in metal or if it's a a straight up industrial steel building like what we have Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. whatever works for you and your family and your goals like doing a non-traditional thing for the right reasons deserves support and I just I've always it I'm someone who figures things out I'm just so stubborn and determined but all my life like I've been surrounded by people who they have talents elsewhere. Well, my, my talent is figuring junk out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being able to share with people so that they don't have to be so intimidated by it, that that's where my heart is. And mm-hmm. yeah, now that we're, now that we're through the, the mandate where that's not looming over us every week and what he's just getting out, like he's just not, <laughs> he's getting out at the end of May and that's it. Our house mm-hmm. is done. We can move in. 
our um our house down the street is in a place where if we wanted to we could rent it out we have a lot of improvements to do there we have we have chickens we have started pressure canning like all of these things that make my heart happy in a way that a lot of most of my life I wouldn't have understood why these make people happy but like after having lived through the COVID thing and seeing shelves bare and I I did a lot of panic buying while Woody was gone Um, I bought a pressure canner Mm -hmm. I bought hundreds of wide mouth cans um, so that I could can meat I started doing that I um, bought a truckload I kid you not I filled the bed of his truck with totes from sam's with um flour and sugar and uh freezer bags and diapers and just things that i was like i never if i can't leave my house for six months i want to have all of these things and that's what we shipping container that we had to get rid of was really just like my hoard of things yeah yeah sounds like you need to start making bread for all of us (laughs) i probably do um we we're just in a position now where we can put all of this hard work to good use Mm -hmm. and enjoy it and it's been a crazy crazy time like so nuts and I think one of the biggest you encouraged me to do this actually you were my my big push but last fall we started marriage counseling because all of these things took so much from us and we didn't really know what we were doing anymore you know there's it's hard when you you love someone and you're in love with someone but you just feel like you're missing each other on every level mm-hmm. and um we didn't have the tools to to get through this happily so we've we've really worked on that we we invested a lot of money in marriage counseling mm-hmm. and a lot of time i mean i don't we don't go on dates we haven't been going on dates for a long time because child care and and everything else and but every friday morning for probably four months we would get on a zoom call and talk with our marriage counselor and she would give us homework and we would work every week and it is i'm so glad that we did that we didn't wait to do that until after we made time for it because Mm -hmm. now when we move into this house I'm not moving into this house with this baggage of like, well, all of this stuff sucked and I don't like you that much right now. And sure. Like, yeah. I don't want to decorate this room because I don't want to sleep in it with you because you're grouchy and I'm grouchy. Like, yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah. I mean, which is really awesome that you were able to kind of shed some of the resentment that was probably piled up from everything. Uh, and, and it'll be really fun to watch this next phase of things. It definitely takes time to settle. And, uh, I know our, our place was not really done until probably, I think we're coming up just coming up to a year of it actually being done. And it, yes. Yeah. We're like that my shower was done, you know, things like that. And so it takes a while to start getting to know your house. And, um, I would say, by the time the holidays rolled around this year, that's when it was like, okay, it's go time. Like now I feel like I've got the energy to think about making everything over the top. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so yeah. So I guess, I guess let's all look forward to, you need to have about a 20 foot Christmas tree mm-hmm. in your living room. Mm-hmm. 
So um, yeah, so it'll be a lot of fun to see what you do with the house, how you make, uh, I know that we're all eager to see more of it because they're, uh, we've just gotten tiny little snippets of what it looks like. And, <laughs> the inside's been very mysterious. <laughs> very mysterious. Like I talk to you almost every day and I still have no, almost no idea what the inside looks like. So very, I'm very, really- It matches the outside a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch this. So thank you so much for opening up your heart to everybody to share their your experience with this. Um, I hope that everybody listening has felt encouraged to know that you're not alone in all of this, that everybody has a lot of struggles, sometimes super significant ones during this process. And somehow we've both made it out on the other side. So, yeah, so for there's, sure. <laughs> there's a chance, there's a chance for everybody. Um, but thanks again, Megan. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate your support. Uh, go ahead and leave us a positive review if you've enjoyed listening to this episode and share it with all of your friends. You can find find us both uh, pretty much everywhere on the internet. I'm Mrs. Post Frame. Megan is Woody's Barnuminium build. And have a great day, I guess. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. <laughs>